Biden and his radical Democrat cronies, they declared war on American energy with disastrous consequences for all of America. But it's about to get markedly worse as temperatures drop in the colder regions of the country into this winter. Let's take a look at the state of Michigan. According to their uh, utility giant, Consumers Energy, the average heating bill for natural gas heat for the winter season five years ago, $480. They project this year more than double that, above $1,000. These are after increases of 15% in Biden's first year, 2021, and 33% increase this year in 2022. Now, here's the good news, patriots. You can change this. You can elect people like John Gibbs from West Michigan to go to Congress and to again harness the full power of American domestic affordable energy production. Let's make it happen. Okay, welcome back. Uh, I want to go into this. Also, going into crime, and and remember, for pe everybody to to fix twenty twenty, you got to win on Tuesday. If you want to fix twenty twenty, we had Sonny Borelli on. You you got to get Mark Fincherman. We got to get Kerry Lake in. We need a massive turn. We're gonna fix. We're gonna, hey, we ain't backed off twenty twenty. We got to get there. And it's not about Trump. That's about this constitutional republic. We got a lot of lot of work to do. Make sure we got to represent. Talk to me about uh, your thoughts on the capital markets and economy right now. And then I want to go back and talk crime before I let you go. But walk me through the jobs report today and what you're seeing uh, with this, with uh, what the response has been to Brother Powell over at the Fed. Right. Well, you know, first of all, re regarding energy there and, and, you know, such an important part of the economy. I mean, think of that, a doubling in the winter heating bill for the citizens of Michigan. Uh, most of the northern U.S. had an unseasonably warm October, but we know that the cold is coming um, and it's going to be truly a cold winter, a brutal winter for people who are economically vulnerable. By that, I mean senior citizens living on a fixed income, single moms who are struggling to get by. So the, the kitchen table tangible issues continue to play in our favor, and we need to send people like John Gibbs to the U.S. Congress to insist that Joe Biden once again unleash the power of domestic, affordable American energy. So jobs report came out this morning, and it was a mixed bag. But hang, hang, on, well, hang on one yeah. second before on energy. This is, people should understand, this is one of the massive reasons uh, that they don't talk about that much in this New England area and in New York State, in particular right. New York State. It's the injections is the third eye of, of uh Cortezas, you know, you get immigration, you have the inflation and you get injection. And a big part of this is energy. I can tell you in New Hampshire, uh, Caroline Levitt's up and last night she destroyed her opponent in this debate and Baldick's tied. And a big part of that is the, is that people are seeing it's not just the cost of it. Uh, it's not just the cost of it, Steve. It's also the availability of it. Correct. Correct. It's both the price as well as just the supply. Is it even going to be there? And, and of course, this diesel situation is incredibly scary all over the country. It doesn't matter if you're in a cold or warm part of, of America right now. So, yeah, energy is, is a critical part of that, of that eye of inflation, clearly. And regarding the jobs report this morning, what I want to point out is because corporate media, because it came in basically in line, corporate media is going to try to do what they always do is get their pom-poms out and cheerlead and say, oh, this proves that the economy is fine. No, it does not. And if we can pull up chart number one, please. I'd like to show the actual evidence and data here on the jobs report. This was the lowest jobs report so far of the Biden regime. The lowest single print, only 261,000. And if you look at it on a chart, you see that the trend is very clearly from the upper left to the lower right, meaning it is descending. And what that means, Steve, is a couple of things. Number one, the easy part is done. The easy part was simply getting back all of the jobs that were lost because of the CCP virus hitting our economy and because of the lockdown. So that's over with. But here's the second thing. 
And any economist, even if they're left-leaning, will admit this. When an economy slows down, when an economy goes into recession, the cutbacks are not at first job losses. In other words, the job cuts come last in line. Why? Well, because a couple of things regarding CEOs right now. Number one is that they, they know that it was a very tight job market. So they're worried that if they cut workers and then they need to rehire, am I going to be able to find people again? Because the job participation rate continues to tick down as it did again in today's report. Really bad news. But then the second issue is actually cutting people before it saves you money, it costs you money because there are severance payments. There's a lot of HR to manage. Uh, and in fact, you have to unemployment benefits you have to contribute to. So people are always thankfully reticent to cut workers. Uh, but the point is, it's starting. It's starting uh, in earnest right now in big tech. It's going to accelerate. The trend is terrible for jobs, even though, again, today was a decent report. If you look at it in context of where we were in terms of adding jobs, uh, not a good jobs report. And look, the economy remains. I know a lot of issues matter, but it is the number one issue. It's the number one reason that we're seeing voters we didn't attract before, like suburban women, come in mass over to patriotic populism and America first candidate. Let me, I want to play the chalk talk. We get the chalk truck boot up and hang on one second before we play it because Morning Joe today, they're sitting around and saying, you know, the big three, you always have to have three uh, issues and crime, uh, the economy and the border. You know, those are the three issues. Like it's a big surprise. It's like a giant reveal to them. It's, it's so, it's just shocking. You say these guys actually get paid to put this show on. Let's go ahead and play your crime uh, from the other day. Crime spirals out of control in America. And that's not my opinion. That is the lived reality of a substantial majority in this country. 56% of Americans in a recent Gallup survey say that crime is getting worse in their area. That is the highest level ever in this survey, which goes all the way back to 1972. Now, why is this happening? Well, it's largely because of soft on crime prosecutors, mayors, and radical Democrat governors like J.B. Pritzker in Illinois. He just established in the so-called Safety Act, he established no cash bail for such serious violent offenses as second-degree murder, arson, and kidnapping. Now, his new law is likely unconstitutional and will be reviewed by the state Supreme Court. He's trying to pack that court. There are two candidates running for the Illinois State Supreme Court, and he gave each of them $500,000 from his campaign and $500,000 from his inherited trust fund. He's trying to pack the court. Well, instead, he should pack his bags because it is time to fire J.B. Pritzker and all the other soft on crime radical Democrats across America. Okay, I want to go back to the Morning Joe and what we saw in the cold open. They're sitting around talking about crime. It's like a huge reveal to them. And, and, and of course, Chris right. Matthews is saying, hey, you can throw up all the statistics you want. People can't get on the subway. They're getting thrown off of platforms. They're, they're being right. mugged in the subway. What is it about Pritzker? Pritzker, audience got to understand something. Cortez is not wasting his time in Illinois because Pritzker's running for president. If he wins, right. which I don't think is a given, but if he wins, he's immediately going to announce he's running for president. What is the mentality of these billionaires? Uh, is he that detached from the the real lived experience of particularly yes. Chicago? Yeah, the answer is yes. He is. He lives in Chicago, by the way. Okay, so you know, not only is he governor of the state, but he lives in Chicago. So he owns the problems of Chicago along with his ally, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. There, and think about that, Steve. You know, I, I was astounded, quite frankly, that it's the highest ever in that Gallup survey that includes the 1970s, because crime rates were actually higher in the 1970s than they are now. So what does that tell you? I think what it reveals is that there is a randomness and a viciousness to the crime now that there wasn't in the 1970s. And that's why people are more alarmed now about crime than they have ever been. 
Also, I think it's spreading out. In other words, it's not just inner cities anymore. You know, if 56% of Americans say crime is rising in their area, well, 56% don't live in inner cities, right? So it is spreading out now. It is in the suburbs. It is in the exurbs. It's in the uh, smaller cities. So this is a nationwide problem, and it's a massive problem for so many Democratic incumbents, people like J.B. Pritzker. J.B. Pritzker, who is a trust fund billionaire, okay, can afford his own private security, and as governor, of course, has taxpayer-supported security, and yet is yeah. literally going to put yeah. free on the street without posting any bail at all, violent offenders, kidnapping, second-degree murder, arson. And, and he views that as as justice. He yeah. views that as somehow beneficial for the citizens of Illinois. Yeah. No, and, and he he has a serious problem with this, as do other incumbents like Hochul in New York. Okay, I, I just want to pivot for a second before, before I lose you, but I want to go back to this messy unwinding of the new world order. This talks about uh, essentially manufacturing, and this is the heart of our nationalist. Uh, this is what Rokahana is trying to run around now. It causes economic patriotism. He's a smart guy. On the, on the populist left. And, and he's trying to position himself as a leader and a guy who wants to run for president. Very smart guy. He calls it economic patriotism. He takes, basically lifts, uh, the Navarro Cortez Bannon, uh, philosophy of economic nationalism and puts another veneer because he understands, Steve, the point. For this coming Tuesday, in states like New York, it used to be a manufacturing powerhouse. In Pennsylvania, which is the Saudi Arabia of, of the United States. In, in, obviously in Ohio with J.D. Vance against Tim, uh, Tim Ryan, who's trying to fake it as a populist, but backs everything of the neoliberal neocons uh, that are the Biden regime. In Michigan, okay, in Wisconsin, in Minnesota, right now, the industrial up heartland of this country, it's all on the line. And if yeah. MAGA turns out on Tuesday... We will have a sweep that will make 2016 look like nothing, okay? Yes. And that was our strategy in 16, to break the blue wall. Right now, Cortez, you, you've been out there. you put your heart and soul into Michigan and Ohio and these states. Right now, it's right within our grasp. Tell, what does MAGA have to do? Yes, so MAGA has to show up has to show up today if you have still early in-person voting in your state, which some do, and you need to show up on game day, and you need to get others to show up. Because here's the thing, I think we have largely already succeeded at the task of convincing independents to vote our way and even attracting some moderate Democrats, uh, some persuadable Democrats to come our way because we have the right candidates and because we have the right issue set and policy fixes to the messes that have been created by Joe Biden. But what is still left to do because the deplorables overwhelmingly choose to vote on game day for very valid reasons. But what is left to do is to make sure that our turnout is absolutely historic. So everyone within the sound of my voice, of your voice, Steve, every one of them, not just that they get to the polls, not just that everybody in their immediate household gets to the polls, but that everyone within their sphere of influence who they believe is going to vote our yep. way or can be persuaded to vote our yep. way, all of them have to get there. You need to be a bit of a pest next yep. Monday and Tuesday no, you got and, to. and get your circle of influence to this, the polls. This, this is, let's take it across this arc from Minnesota to Wisconsin to Michigan to Ohio to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Right now, that whole arc right, of what is used to be the industrial heart base of this country, right? Right now, that is absolutely on the cusp. We have what, Liz Joy, we are competitive right now within margin of error in places that are D plus 20 in upstate New York with Singletary in Rochester and, and Liz uh, Joy in, in Schenectady. You've got seats that are right there, these old bull Republicans or old bull Democrats right there in New Jersey. Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano right now, the, the gap between Ma Mastriano and Shapiro 
is smaller than Shapiro, right? So it's it's we're right there in the cusp. Oz, all of it with Fetterman and JD Vance and and J.R. Majewski and others in in Ohio. You got Michigan with the great Tudor Dixon, right? Deperna and Christine Karama plus John Gibbs and all these other great uh, guys. Barrett and these guys running for the House. You got Wisconsin with amazing candidates right there, plus a governor that's on fire. And in Minnesota, we have a chance to flip the Minnesota House, and you have a chance to get uh, the, the Attorney General turfed out, the radical Attorney General. If you take that arc all the way across, Cortez, you've been out there. Right now, mm-hmm. we have the issues. We have the candidates. It's right. This is about pure political grassroots muscle. And the question is, can MAGA deliver? And I'm telling you, as a CEO of 16, and they were all in shock afterwards, we can deliver a death blow to the Democratic Party as a national political institution. And look, in the Rio Grande Valley, and in, and in southern Arizona, and in South Florida, it's important. But the death blow to the old uh, Democratic Party, where those voters want to vote for us on crime, on what's happening in the schools, on all of it, is right there in the industrial heartland of this country, right? We can deliver uh, a, 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 a new world where nationalism and your jobs and high-value-added manufacturing jobs are in the United States of America, not what the financial institutions in Wall Street, the Uniparty, the progressive Democrats, and the corporations have done. It's right there, but we have to deliver Steve Cortez. Now, listen, the globalists are clearly on their heels, and it is time for a political right cross to knock out the globalists, and we have to do this. By, By the way, you mentioned Ohio specifically and all those industrial heartland states. If we look at Ohio, you know, let's give some data to this. From 2001, when China was welcomed with open arms by the globalists into the World Trade Organization on terms that were incredibly generous to China, from 2001 until Donald Trump was elected in 2016, the, Ohio, the state of Ohio alone lost 121,000 manufacturing jobs to China. Not because Ohioans couldn't compete, but because of predatory, unfair, and unreciprocal trade abuses yeah. by the CCP. 121,000 yeah. high-paying, family-sustaining manufacturing jobs were lost. We are going to reclaim those jobs. We are going to have onshoring again. We are going to have protectionism, a word that we shouldn't be afraid of on the right. We are going to protect American industries. We're protectionists, baby. Yes. Uh, I I don't want to leave that Illinois and Indiana in that. Illinois, too. Pritzker, let's defeat Pritzker. Let's let's get our man in there. it's Cortez, how, people got to be following you all weekend. I need your social media, brother. Yes. Yeah. Find me at Steve, very simple, on the getter. And I'm at Cortez Steve with Cortez with an S on Twitter. Okay. We've got uh, our executive editor, Natalie Winters. We're going to have Carrie Lake. We have Mark Jeftovic. We get Ben Burkwam. We are loaded. And I think we're going to go on Cyborg Watch with Joe. Where in the hell is Joe Allen Jones? But you put him on the campaign trail. Where's Joe Allen? I think we'll track him down here in the war room. Stick around. What's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. 
and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it's uh, 4 November, Friday. Right, we got four days to go here. And um, you will remember where you are in these four days and what you did and what you accomplished. I want to go right now. We've gotten a, a couple of people sent me during the break about Wisconsin. Uh, I want to get it up on the screen if uh, the guys in Denver, if we can, men and women in Denver can put it up. I think we may have it. Um, Wisconsin needs Republican poll observers for Tuesday in Madison and Milwaukee counties. If anyone can volunteer, they should contact their local Republican Party county chairperson right away. They can find it at the current party. And by the way, we're going to put up Wisconsin GOP. Let me repeat that. Wisconsin needs Republican poll observers for Tuesday in Madison and Milwaukee counties. So I know a lot of people are still uh, burned about 2020 as we are here at the war room and we're going to get to the bottom of it, but we got to have a massive win in Wisconsin. And I'm going to pick some uh, areas where people may remember from 2020. That would be Madison and Milwaukee counties. We need volunteers. I need the war room, the posse to uh, make sure they notify everybody in those counties. Let's go sign up right now. We'll check in with the GOP later. And by the way, up on our getter, 24 hours, uh, we're going to have Grace and Jane Zirkel and Mo running it, but we're going to be up on the war room, making sure that we're doing Vox Populi. We're getting uh, reports from the field, all of it. So the show is going to be four hours uh, today. We'll be back uh, for the afternoon show. Um, the um, um, the um, We're going to also be um, uh, on getter all the time. We've got a live show tomorrow and a lot more stuff going on, hopefully some special stuff for, for Monday. Uh, let's go. I want to get uh, our own uh, great uh, executive editor, uh, Ms. Natalie Winters. She joins us now. Natalie, tee up. We're going to play some clips. Uh, tee up for the audience what we have, and then we'll play them. Sure. So this is an interview that Anthony Fauci gave just a few days ago. Um, like you said, he's become a lounge act. So it was actually with an Australian media company. Didn't really get much pickup. Um, but it's really interesting because I think, as I said previously, it really speaks to a very, very profound CYA um, effort from Anthony Fauci to try to distance himself from any blame in terms of his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. And we have a couple of clips, but just remember that previously Anthony Fauci is on record as early as January of 2020 saying that China was, quote, quite transparent with the sort of information that they were giving him about COVID-19. And just a few weeks later, he was bragging about how he was basing his decisions off of what he wanted to do with the pandemic based off of credible information that he was getting from private phone calls with Chinese Communist Party researchers. But that's a very, very different tune and tone than what you'll hear in these clips that we're about to play. Let's play the clips, and then we're going to bring Natalie back. We also have Mark Jeftovic. Mark uh, had a great piece up on his site that Zero Hedge picked up about this uh, this uh, plea for mercy uh, from the Atlantic magazine. Um, no mercy. No. Uh, here's the mercy rule. Mm, okay, no mercy. Um, but let's play these clips, and then we'll bring Natalie Winters back. 
So originally, for the first week or so, when we were getting information that it was not readily spread from human to human, which was incorrect, because as we know now, it is very readily spread from human to human, even when someone is asymptomatic. So when the cases occurred in in China, the hint that something bad was going on was when, even though we didn't get a lot of transparent information from them, they were building thousand-bed hospitals literally overnight. So for them to do that, we were saying something must really be going on bad there, but we didn't have total transparency because they wouldn't let anyone in to take a look at what was going on. Did they fail the world on that front I by believe, not being I transparent? Believe, yes, I believe they did. And that's unfortunate. They should have been more transparent. They should have been. But they weren't. Trump, Steve Bannon this week said that the hunted are be going to come, the hunters. The whole Fauci family is going to be welcomed to investigations and described having paybacks across the board. That, again, is a threat towards you and to your family. How do you respond to that and the people who continually push this case? Jonathan, there's no way of adequately responding to such an outlandish statement by someone. I mean, that is something that borders on being criminal because he's essentially inciting people to violence against me and my family. I mean, that is an absolute explicit threat. Um, I mean, there's nothing you could say about that, that how horrible and inappropriate that is. There was a recent report showing there was a dramatic decline in the test scores in both English and in math in children during the COVID outbreak. And there was no difference in those regions or cities or states that closed the schools for a long time versus those who did a very temporary closing of the school. The test scores were equally diminished in both of them, which tells you that although interfering with the ability of children to go to school almost certainly does have a negative impact, but there are other things that go into the negative impact on children. Okay, let's go first on the Fauci. We're never, we would never uh, uh, push anybody for violence. One, it's not correct. It's immoral, obviously. But Fauci, you got to understand something. We're all in on your deep investigation. The next decade of your life is going to be horrible because you're going to be held accountable uh, for what you did to the American people and what you did to your country and all the lies and misrepresentations. I tell you what's the most egregious Natalie, and given your reporting and, and Robert F. Kennedy's Bill of Indictment on Fauci, the, the real Anthony Fauci, that's the beginning of the Bill of Indictment. And Fauci has to understand, Comer said it last night, and it's going to be announced starting on the 14th, the investigation on Tony Fauci and others, Collins and these people at the biomedical security apparatus in this country is going to be deep, it's going to be profound, uh, and it's going to be meaningful. And you're going to be held accountable, I think, for your criminality. But for him to sit there now after everything you did, and remember, they tried to tear us down to try to get us deplatformed, debanked, everything, because this show is the first show on the pandemic, and we went right after the gain-of-function experimentation immediately, of which he's lied about, right? But to sit there and talk about now China, the email, I mean, this is so – how dumb does he think people are, Natalie? 
when we've got the receipts and when he's sitting there trying to cover his tracks on China and now he's sitting there saying China let let everybody down how how dumb does this guy think people are apparently pretty dumb I think there's more revisionist history going on in that entire interview uh, than there is in the 1619 project when he's now trying to talk hard on the Chinese Communist Party and how actually they're the ones to blame or his botched COVID-19 response, you know, they can, they can share the blame. Um, but I think it's, it's really interesting because the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the gain of function experiments that they were doing, um, I think is really kind of the tip of the spear in terms of a decades long crusade by China to really compromise and get to the heart of American scientific and research communities. Um, you know, it's in line with their goals to kind of become the global superpower that involves overtaking the United States in terms of uh, scientific research and development. Uh, you've seen this with a lot of indictments coming out of how there's really some concerning overplay and overlap between American researchers and the Chinese Communist Party's scientific uh, framework and their endeavors. But I think what's really important here that that we can't miss the forest for the trees with Anthony Fauci is that China has only been in it, in it, I guess, enjoyed, but really enabled to really overtake American scientific researchers and what's going on here. Um, because of people like Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins, who've been in control and been in power of the National Institutes of Health for decades with Anthony Fauci since 1984. So the Wuhan Institute of Virology is just part of these investigations, but it's about a systemic problem, a systemic issue with the National Institutes of Health, yeah. where we've seen researchers getting taxpayer yeah. dollars to fund Chinese military uh, funded efforts. Hang on. I want to make sure people understand this. These investigations are twofold. It's institute, And they say all these people want to do is tear down the institutions. No. These institutions are out of control. There's no accountability. No, They're out of control. So these are going to be institutional investigations. There will also be individuals that were in control of these institutions, but now at this point, it's much bigger than just Collins and Fauci. They're going to stand in high relief and others, but it's it's much deeper than that. It, before I lose you in this break, and this is one of the reasons we brought Natalie over, and she's kind of running the deal now. Natalie, it's not just Wuhan and the CCP. The guy sits there and tries to convince the American people, hey, this thing on the lockdowns and the mask and all this, you know, this was terrible. I don't know how it happened. Is he actually trying to spin to us that he had nothing to do with that? And it was just a terrible, it's a terrible thing. And, and, uh, but, but boy, I had nothing to do with any of it. Is that what he expects us to believe? I don't usually like to refer to Anthony Fauci as Dr. Anthony Fauci, but in this case, I think it's just to call him spin Dr. Anthony Fauci because that's exactly what he's doing. He really thinks the American people are that dumb um, that if he just magically says that lockdowns didn't cause um, any negative effects on children's learning, that people will buy it. I mean, the nerve of him to even say that, um, I really think it's sort of a Freudian slip that he even brings it up because he knows he's sort of charting what his own investigations are going to be about the origins of COVID-19 and his involvement and what he did specifically, not just to the American people, but to children and their ability to learn. And by the way, there's another part of that interview where he actually says that he was one of the largest advocates for reopening the schools and getting kids back <laughs> in classrooms. So he is a total liar, a total fraud. But are we really surprised that the only thing we've ever seen come out of his mouth this entire so-called pandemic? Natalie, hang on. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to go to the border, but we got two borders. We're going to go to the southern border, and we're also going to go north of our northern border. Mark Jeftovic wrote an incredible piece 
uh, that was picked up on uh, Zero Hedge uh, about uh, what Natalie uh, brought up the other day. The, uh, <laughs> the Atlantic magazine begging for mercy, understanding what's all about to come. Mark Jeftovic's going to weigh in. Natalie Winters are going to stick around. We're going to go to the great Ben Burkwam on the border to talk about one of the biggest issues driving uh, the entire voting in the United States. Why? Every town's a border town. Every state's a border state. Next in the world. Friends, if you don't yet have the emergency food you're going to need, now is the time to get some. For a limited time, you can stock up and save a ton of money with this special offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking 250 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help families more. This is the lowest price since 2019. Think about that. The lowest price since 2019. But they can't do this all day long. Remember, the forces in the world are hell-bent on the destruction of the American way of life. You can only depend on yourself from now on. So get this food supply today. It stays fresh for up to 25 years. So it's ready the moment you and your family need it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll save $250 on each three-month emergency food kit you acquire. Your order ships fast and it ships free. Don't wait for grocery store shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action do this war room pandemic with stephen k bannon the epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide war room pandemic here's your host stephen k bannon okay uh the crypto capitalist uh, mark jektovic one of the smartest guys around wrote a brilliant piece it was picked up uh in uh in zero hedge mark this is about the atlantic magazine and the elites kind of saying hey we should just have an amnesty on everything walk us through your thoughts on that sir well, there, you know, as uh, Thomas Sowell would say, uh, oh, dear, where to begin? Because there's just so much in there. Um, you know, all of all of the self-induced crises we're facing today, like inflation and the energy supply crisis and the mental health crisis, which are all a direct result of uh, policy, bad policy to handle the pandemic. 
the people who literally wanted to destroy your life over not going along with the narrative or asking questions that weren't convenient or disputing the settled science, um, they all are acting like the, 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 the knock-on effects of these disastrous policies came in on a comet from deep space. And then it's sort of like, oh, well, who knew? How would we know that 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 shutting down the economy and keeping your kids out of school and shutting no, no, down I, all these I, I businesses? Want, I, want to make sure, I want to make sure that people understand this. And I want you to continue on. But, you know, this is like I've studied, obviously, I'm a history buff. Like, but it's like after World War II in Germany with the – and I don't want to equate these people to Nazis – uh, far be it. It was Naomi Wolf, whose grandparents were, or a grandparent. She has relatives uh, that were in the Holocaust. She's the first one to call them the Nazi doctors, right? Far be it for me to say that. But remember, after World War II in Germany, you couldn't find any Nazis. Nazis, those guys, yeah, they were terrible. I think they were down the street. You couldn't find anybody that was a Nazi, right? They went around and said, I don't know any of these guys. Well, how did that happen? What happened? You're getting a little bit of that right now, aren't you? They, people don't know anything. Did that happen? Is that what they're trying to do, Jeff Tovic, is try to do a misdirection play? Well, it's a couple of things. So some of them are saying, well, you know, I wanted to reopen the entire time. People are starting to take victory laps for championing the great reopening and that sort of thing. And then there are the ones I think, you know, the 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 subtext to that Atlantic article, which is like, OK, mistakes were made. Let's let bygones be bygones, um, because now things are sort of turning against us and the truth is emerging and really inconvenient data is coming out. And it's like, OK, let's just call it water under the bridge now, and can we please just move on from this? And I think that article kind of hit a nerve, to say the least. It was like a, this big festering boil of populist angst that just exploded when that article came out because the reaction was visceral and it was swift. And it wasn't really like vengeful. I don't think so. I think people were saying, you've got to be kidding me. Like you literally tried to destroy my life or my family's life or you succeeded in destroying my business. And now you want to just say, hey, mistakes were made and let's just move on from this and let bygones be bygones. But, but, I think but, 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 but hang on one second. I just want to make sure everybody understands. This is not some random blog post on some blogger that's you know, yelling over his lunch pail. The Atlantic is the railhead of the left's intelligentsia. That is our betters. They're the ones that look down all the time. But they have an article about this show every couple of days about how we're the worst people in the world. The audience is the worst people in the world, right? The people that come on here are the worst people in the world, that they don't know anything. They're idiots. And they, they now all of a sudden, oops, upon further review, you know, and we just like to let bygones be bygones. Having it, the person who did it, and I'll have Natalie mention talk about that in a second, and the content of it shows you how nervous they are to the core of their being and how they just hope to just kick the can down the road. So it's just not a blog post. The Atlantic is the the Atlantic and the New Yorker are the two railheads of their intelligentsia. Mark Jeftovic. Yeah, it's definitely like a, a a cry from the zeitgeist, an attempt to sort of steer it and say like, let's just like please move on from this. This is it was almost like a, a signal or a trial balloon or something to see like what what is the reaction going to be to this because I think. There is a real sentiment and a real nervousness or apprehension of what is coming down the pipe now that all of these like inconvenient facts are emerging, uh, you know, about the lab leak and, and uh, what's going on with with uh, um, Mark. Mark, can you give, can, can we get your I want to get the article up in all the chat rooms. Can we get your social media of where people to go to? Because, look, this is obviously we got the we got Tuesday to deal with. 
but then yeah. we, we're dual tracking this because there are things happening right now. And hey, here's what's coming down the tra- the pike at her, Oster, is Natalie Winters and what Natalie Winters represents, the thorough due diligence of exactly what happened, and then the formal uh, place we can adjudicate this, which will be in the House and the Senate first. Mark, where do people go to read this brilliant piece, but also get all your other commentary and uh, analysis? Sure. Yeah. Bombthrower.com is the main site where uh, you get on the mailing list, you get a free copy of the uh, Crypto Capitalist Manifesto. And then on Getter, I'm Bombthrower. And on Twitter, which uh, I might not get kicked off of very soon, is uh, Stunt Pope. Brother, you're on fire and brilliant piece. I'm glad Zero Hedge picked it up. Mark Jeftovic from north of the border, one of our Canadian brothers. Natalie, uh, give me before I go to the border, I I need to bring you in here about about Oster. I mean, come on. The Atlantic is asking for the no mercy rule, right? It's like it's like uh, when you're playing uh, uh, T-ball when the kids are young and some team scores 25 runs and you decide, hey, let's stop it in the third inning. Is that going to happen, Natalie Winters? And does that deserve to happen? Definitely not. And I think the the strap line that you hear coming from a lot of these left wing outlets about these investigations, oh, they're so politicized, you know, oh, they're overblowing these fears. We need to reject that narrative in full force because these investigations are totally warranted. And frankly, Democrats should have brought them a very, very, very long time ago. Unfortunately, it's just up to the Republicans because they're not totally compromised by their corporate donors and Pfizer PACs. Um, And the fact that they all worship Anthony Fauci. So these calls for amnesty are totally, totally, totally crazy. Um, But I really think it shows you what the force the establishment is going to be fighting against these investigations, these inquiries into people like Anthony Fauci. But unfortunately, uh, congressional investigations, testimony, subpoenas, lawfare can't be can't be uh, quashed just with an Atlantic op-ed. 2023 is going to be a year like you've never seen before. I'm telling you that right now. The, the the drama, the tension, the urgency, where the country's going to be in the uh, in the accountability project. Okay, hang on for one second, Natalie. For a second, I want to go to the border. Another massive issue. You got the great Ben Burkwam, the top investigative reporter over at Real America's Voice on this issue, and Sheriff Lamb. Carrie's not there yet. Ben's going to get to her as soon as she arrives. He'll do interviews. We'll play that on the afternoon shows. Burkwam, you've got one of the great American heroes right there, Sheriff Lamb. Why don't you, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, t- take it away and, uh, and get, some, uh, get the latest thoughts of Sheriff Lamb on this crisis that even Morning Joe says today is driving the national political picture. Yeah, Steve, it's, you know, for our audience, we, uh, we're used to it. We, we've been reporting on this for so long that uh, it's, it's kind of second nature to us, but it, people always ask me, how bad is it? And my answer is always, it's worse than you can imagine. And it's getting worse every single day. Uh, and, and the, the guys that really know this better than anybody are the, the, the guys that are having to deal with this, the heroes down here, like Sheriff Lamb and his deputy sheriff talk to us, to our audience, how bad is it? And in particular, why is this election so important? Well, I mean, it just continues to get worse every day. Uh, last month, which I just got the numbers as we were standing here waiting for the interview, 27 deaths in the month of October of people that were found dead trying to cross the border. Um, 80 plus thousand gotaways. I think it was 86,000 gotaways. That's a tremendous amount. They expect it to be between 230 to 250,000 apprehensions. Those numbers are staggering. And we're not even talking about the amount of people being put into the slave trade here in America 
amongst those people. And we're not talking about the amount of fentanyl that's coming in as well. So clearly, um, these elections will have consequences. And, uh, Steve, I don't, you're hearing this for the first time. I haven't told anybody. I haven't even told Ben. Um, I actually was so frustrated with this. I looked for charges that we could go after these guys for their inability to do their job. There is a charge here in Arizona. It is participating in or assisting a human smuggling organization, ARS 132323. And one of those says intentionally, da, 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 or omission by a public servant in his official public servant duties. Mm. We spent the last month putting a case together, articulating how it's affecting Pinal County, how human smuggling is going on every day in our county. And we filed charges on uh, Secretary Mayorkas and Chief Magnus. Um, it was all the elements of the crime were met. The county attorney agreed with it, but he felt like based on the supremacy clause and based on some case law, that this was the likelihood of conviction all the way through the Supreme Court wouldn't be there. So he opted not to take wow. it to the grand jury. And what I'm saying is the only way we can hold these people accountable is through our vote. We tried to hold them accountable per the law, and it, we just we came up short, um, even though the, the, the elements of the crime were met. But it just shows you on November 8th, the only way we're going to get these people out of there and get people in there that are going to do their job is to elect different people to represent us. Hang on. Sheriff Lamb and Ben, put the, keep the mic there. Sheriff Lamb, I just have a question. Being a frontline patriot right there and seeing the human tragedy for the people being brought up, the deaths in 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 in, in these forgotten deserts, the, the 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 human trafficking, the sex trafficking, are you telling the American people right now that Mayorkas and Garland and Biden, that entire apparatus, fully understands what the math is, fully understands what the problem, but have absolutely not have your have your back of how to actually stop this and stop this human tragedy? They've completely abandoned us in local law enforcement. And frankly, they've abandoned the border patrol agents and CBP and completely handcuffed them and turned them into border or uh, babysitters. And all the while, they have allowed this flow of people to show up at the doorsteps of the cartels for them to make unprecedented amounts of money, for them to traffic in people and drugs in unprecedented amounts. And they have been complicit in allowing fentanyl to, to get into the hands of Americans, which has become the leading cause of death, fentanyl poisonings in America. I would absolutely say that their inaction, their omission, by a public servant in their official public servant duties, like ARS 13-23-23 says, that they are complicit in this um, human smuggling organization and the deaths of American lives. Their failure to do their job has caused this. And we fight it every day. And we're here to show Carrie Lake and the other people running for office here in Arizona and across this country what the problem is exactly and let them get firsthand knowledge so we can go about fixing it. Sheriff Lamb, real quickly, we've got about a minute and a half and we're going to hold you guys to the break. What has this done to the hardworking people in the county? What, what is not just the invasion and the cartels and the fentanyl crime, but you're so absorbed with having to solve this. What has happened to the county and to the hardworking, law-abiding citizens, Hispanic Americans, uh, African Americans, and working class whites? What has it done to this county? Well, when you get that many people being trafficked in, that amount of drugs being trafficked in, it's going to have an impact on crime. It's going to have an impact on um, drug poisonings that are occurring in your community. Fortunately for us, we're a pass-through county. 
I just feel, I feel worse for the rest of the cities throughout America because the product, which is human beings and drugs is not designed to stay in Arizona or Texas. It's designed to go throughout America. So I would venture to say that many communities throughout America, not outside of Arizona and Texas are probably seeing greater issues with these, uh, human trafficking and drug trafficking than we are in Pinal County. But my citizens are fed up. And I think you're going to see that in this vote come uh, Tuesday. Sheriff Lamb, hey, Ben, you guys hang on. You're down there at the border. We're going to take a short yes, commercial sir. break. We'll return. We're going to go to the border with a true American hero, Sheriff Lamb, uh, down in Pinal County, and, of course, our own Ben Burkholm, Real America's Voice, is an investigative reporter. It doesn't come as shock to this audience because you've been part of this from the very beginning. Morning Joe's kind of, oh, you know, one of the three big issues, the border. They, they never mentioned that before until this morning because they know what's coming. Okay, short commercial break. Also, Terry Schilling, an absolutely a shocking ad. Wow. Terry Schilling for American Principal Project. Sheriff Lamb, Ben Burkbaum, all next in the world. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. They have all life for too long. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at COVIDTaxRelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at COVIDTaxRelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDTaxRelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. Do this today. Take action at covidtaxrelief.org. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Breaking news before I go back to the border. MSNBC has cut all ties with Tiffany Cross and kind of did it in a brutal way. Just we cut all ties. She didn't she didn't um she didn't um hold up to their standards. Their standards? Yo. If you want to tell, that is pure signal right there, baby. They're starting to clean house. They understand what is coming on Tuesday, and they're trying to – the rats are leaving the ship. Well, it's too late. MSNBC, NBC, and the parent companies, it is way too late, way too late. You're going to be held accountable. And here's who should hold you accountable is union Democrats and other Democrats. You led these people down the road to perdition. The destruction of the Democratic Party is because of you, MSNBC. You were the ones that led them down there. Compare and contrast what War Room did and what MSNBC did. Just look at what the two, the storylines, the information, what went on, and look at the results. So you can fire this Tiffany Cross as you want. It's too late. 
Let's go back to the border, Ben Burkwam. And Ben Burkwam has been there from day one, been in Mexico, been down the Darien Gap to show you what's going on and to profile heroes like Sheriff Lamb. Sheriff, you're a hero. I want to talk. I want to make sure everybody gets this book. Why did you write this book? Why did you write it now? And what can people get if they order it? Yeah, my first book was American Sheriff, Traditional Values in a Modern World. I thought we've, I think as a country, we've lost touch with our traditional values. Um, but my new book is called American Sheriff, Rules to Live By. It's based on the poem by Rudyard Kipling, If. And I tell stories of the founding fathers to illustrate the different stanzas of the poem. Uh, it's stories of determination and courage and sacrifice. And I wrote it because I think these are things that we need now more than ever. Where we're at as a country, as America, the, the best thing we can do is start to tap into history and how we survived it the first time. And so I think it's going to be a good book for people to read. I'm no author, so it's just an easy read. It's a shorter book. Uh, you can consume it in a flight from here to Chicago. Not that you would want to go there, but you can. Um, and I think people will enjoy it. And you can buy it at americansheriff.store. You can also get yeah. it on Amazon, but I would prefer you come straight to my site, americansheriff.store or sheriffswife.com. Those are both uh, stores we're, that my wife and I have. So We're, we're going to push this hard. Ben Burkwam, Carrie's going to show up. Where you, I know you don't want to give too many details, but where are you guys going with Sheriff Lamb? We're here, uh, so we're in Cochise County. We're going to head down to the border uh, and basically show the, the reality of what's happening down here. And thank God, Carrie uh, Lake actually cares about the border. That's why it's so critical that she's elected on Tuesday. Uh, next Tuesday, we've got a joke running on the Democrat side. She's going to be down here with Border Patrol, with Sheriff uh, Sheriff Lamb, Sheriff Daniels, and, uh, and a whole bunch of yeah. other uh, folks that are going to be joining uh, us down here uh, as well. By the way, Burkwam, we're going to get you back on a five in the footage of you with Carrie down there and Sheriff Lamb. And by the way, I don't think there's a county in this country, including the one the, the Commonwealth of Virginia I, that I love more than Cochise County. That is MAGA territory. I'm telling you for all the patrons down at Cochise and you got to represent on Tuesday. And I realize there's a couple three people you might feel you vote for. They're not quite your cup of tea. It doesn't matter. We need to get the Republican ticket in there. We can argue about it later. Cochise County, you need to step up. MAGA, we're in posse. You're fabulous down there. Uh, Sheriff Lamb, I got to tell you, I think we're in a time in history that someone like you, as much as a patriot you've been in helping people down to the sheriff, there's a great future in front of you and your country needs you, sir. We'll spend more time talking about that later, but you're one of the true 100%. great young leaders in this country. And I just think that people got to get to know you better. I want to get the book out there and your site. How do people follow you on social media, uh, Sheriff Lamb? Uh, come to me at, on Instagram, American Sheriff, on Truth Social, American Sheriff. On Twitter, Sheriff Lamb one. I think I'm going to get back on Twitter, and then on Facebook, it's Sheriff Lamb. Please come follow me. But more majority of what I do is on Amer is on Instagram. Fine, Instagram. Ben, how do people follow you throughout the day today, sir? Uh, FrontlineAmerica.com, AmericasVoice.News on social media. I'm back to actually on Parlor at Frontline America on everything else. It's at Ben Burkwam, Getter Truth. Thank you, everything else. Okay, see you this afternoon. You, By Thank the you, way, Steve, Stephanie, great we're, to see you the other night. Okay, guys, and say hi to uh, Carrie. We'll have the footage up at five. Laura Loomer has turned into one of the best spot makers. She's made some incredible spots. We showed the one the other day on the vaccine. Laura's going to join us this afternoon on the on the afternoon show. I want to play this spot and bring in uh, Terry Schilling from American Principal Five. Let's go ahead and let it rip. It really never occurred to you to put something into your v Not even a f So you've never yourself? As a teen, I got bored of I then dreamed about having a massive that lasted all day. 
Do you feel sad that you weren't born with a d These are exact excerpts from the book Gender Queer. This book is being taught to public school children. America, we have a problem. On November 8th, vote to stop the sexualization of your kids. Vote Republican. Paid for by American Liberty Fund. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate committee. Wow. Terry Schilling. You sent me that tweet this morning. Laura Loma went right for the juggler right there. and But she used their own documents in their own books. Terry Schilling. That's exactly right. That's all we have to do. We just have, to, in order to win, Steve, we just have to make sure the American people and that voters know what Democrats are doing and what they're putting in our kids' schools. We just cut an ad uh, last week in the Maine governor's race where we had Maine parents reading that book in front of the camera. Right. And they couldn't believe it. Right. That one of the moms just shrieked out like, oh, my God, I can't even read this. Like, This is shocking to people. And the fact that the Republican Party, our leadership is still not leaning into these issues and owning them. It's insane. Uh, but the good news is that the left has picked up on this pro family resurgence. Right. The, there's yeah. these hit pieces. All of a sudden they're coming out. Human rights campaign, NBC out, all these outlets. And they're yeah. talking about the, the the flux of funding. $50 million yeah. is being spent. And that's a large part due to the War Room Posse. This, this show and you and what you've done and your great ads. Now, Laura's on it. We'll have her on at five. Um, the um, the articles are let them defend it. Let them defend, let them defend the pornography they put in the schools. Let them defend the groom. Let them defend it. Go ahead and defend it. It's a free country. That's what democracy is about. You defend your side. We'll go on offense on our side and we'll see you on the evening of November 8th. Schilling, how do people get to you? Cause you guys are on fire, sir. It's just uh shilling 1776 across all the platforms. S C H I L L I N G 1776 or check out AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. You can help us uh, fund these last few days of ads. Make sure you go hit it. Go check it out right now. Charlie Kirk follows us. We're going to be up on Getter all day. Go to Grace Chung, James Urkel, Mo, or my own account, or um, Warring. Back there at 5, 5 to 7, on fire as we hurtle into the 8th of November. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants. 
to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.